the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. I'm proud to have as my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest growing mortgage investment firms, and welcoming back Lou Botmall of LPL Financial. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates. Yes, we are giving some tanning certificates from Tan Bella, because uh, the the sponsor of this, of this segment is... Tan Bella. Nice. And they got, uh, well, that's some, a good reason. To yeah. Offer free prizes. Uh, free prizes. And uh, Rain's they got, coming. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, today's uh, trivia theme is just miscellaneous trivia. So we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to cover in the next few segments. Uh, yeah. Is anybody's. Is anybody anybody who know, and anyone who know well, who won the election? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anybody tired of talking about the election yet? I mean, Do that's uh, there's some there's some awesome, um, you know, some uh, stock market and bond and other issues, and so we got Lou here to talk about that. So Lou, you you got some interesting stuff to start the show with? Oh no, I think the uh, when you look at the what's happened the last two weeks and the amount of market movement, it, it's similar to what we had in two thousand and eight. It's the last time we saw a movement this severe don't in the stock market. Don't tell me so, that. So we'll go through it real quick. But the other thing was, I mean, I don't think people understand what the overnight market is. There's a lot of stuff on TV the night of the election where the market yeah. was down. Right. What was that about yeah, yeah. the Dow being, yeah. Dow futures being down like 800. 800? People thought saying, we How do I buy? I mean, right. people were calling me in a panic, you know, uh, that evening. And then the next day, the stock market actually goes up over 200 points. Yeah. Can you explain that? Because as, as it was going down 800, I was thinking, how do I buy at that point? Well, the, the, the after hours market's really a, a futures market. It's kind of like buying options and not that many people participated in it. It's under a few hundred people, really. Um, so why do they even Well, it, it's, it's, it's a way that a lot of hedge funds and a lot of their companies gain access to the markets after hours and make some moves, which we all know from a few years ago. Remember the mutual fund scandal? They don't let you do that. Remember mutual funds and back, was it 2009 or no, 2005, they were trading mutual funds at night after they closed business oh, based on the market right. movements. So the futures market's not like that. It's not like you're buying something at a certain price. You're basically making wagers on where the market's going to open the next day. So it's you, the futures market. Is it literally a few hundred people, not like yes. millions no, of people? Oh, no, no. I mean, no, it, it, it represents a lot of people. There's not, you know, the market's not open. Right. You know, there's not active trading yeah, going okay. on. Specialists aren't at the desk. It's basically people making wagers. And it's it's almost an approximation of what's going to happen. If you watch it every morning on CNBC or Bloomberg, they talk about the future value versus the market breadth and what's happening. Oh, we expect the open to be X, Y, or Z. Remember, no one can mark the close or mark the open themselves as traders. The market does that for you. So that's the, where regulation comes in. That's what people are kind of missing. Now, I, I could logically see the market opening up opening down 700 points based on the facts and figures we're getting about Hillary's 
representation out of the pools. You know, everyone expected her to win, especially yeah. out here in California where we're located. That's just, you know, the way it was going. So when the surprise happened, everyone's like, oh, no, now what? Well, uncertainty. Yeah. But, yeah. People, yeah. But, but the media makes it appear that the stock market's crashing. I mean, my wife literally yeah. thought the stock market was crashing because she doesn't know. And I got to imagine that the, the Most greater the point, percentage yeah. of the American population doesn't know, but they're watching it on You're watching CNN. You're watching it on, C- yeah, right. on TV. No, no, CNN was quoting it. I mean, it, what, what did crash was the Asian markets. Remember, it's all about China, China, China. You know, it's yeah. seen all the time. So China, well, and they're ahead of us. So they're ahead of us. So really, yeah, they're seventeen hours ahead, right? Yeah. So they're yeah, their market did crash. It was down five percent that day, and hasn't recovered as much as ours during this week because, you know, they think that unfair trade balance is going to be in play. Yeah, the NAFTA thing, right? And I mean, that. he had a phone call from the president of China right after he won. You know, you remember he went on, I think. Midnight our time. Does he know. speak Chinese? No, oh, I think okay. I think there's a translator involved. Oh, okay, like, good. Yeah, they're warming up to it. So it's pretty interesting what's happening so far. Wow, wow, that's just crazy. So, um, so, but the reality of it is, is then you know a day later, Thursday, Friday, we got stocks at all time highs, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, expectations now because I know when I talk a little bit in the in the future um, in the next segment about uh, my business in real estate. They were both like pros and cons as I could see them looking ahead if Hillary won. And um, there's also pros and cons for me with with Trump winning. And so it's and, and interest rates have already gone up. Right. No, I think we're at, I mean, the the bond market's not open on Friday, you know, yesterday. So it's, it's, it's open. It closed on Thursday at 2.15% on the the 10-year treasury. And I I think when I I met you guys today, the the municipal market where you don't pay taxes on bond interest is absolutely crashed. Almost down a point and a half. Just because uh, they think that he's going to lower taxes. Lower taxes. You got to remember, too, that the Congress and the Senate's also Republican controlled now, too. So he doesn't see a lot of opposition. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, who's been on TV rallying against the banking system the last three or four years, has been doing an admirable job, but now she doesn't have a job anymore. She's not the majority leader of the banking committee, and she has to get through the Republican Senate. That's going to be really hard. So the, the policies and positions that have been in place the last three years, including Obamacare, bank regulation, the only thing that's interesting is he is talking about bringing back the Glass-Steagall Act. You, you guys know banking. Yeah. And uh, that's where Clinton you got se- rid of that. Clinton got rid yeah. of that. And that's where you, you basically, you know, if you heard the earnings reports of several large banks, including J.P. Morgan, they said, hey, we've been making money trading, trading bonds, Ooh. trading futures and all that stuff, trading mortgages and all those things. They wouldn't be able to do that anymore. They'd just be a bank. And they'd be an outside investment firm. So that's going to change the landscape if that's imposed. A lot of the stuff is if, not when. Gotcha. So, All right, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Before we do, get a load of this. Come aboard Hornblower Cruises for a one-of-a-kind Thanksgiving experience with spectacular views, live entertainment, and a gourmet holiday dinner. That's an interesting way to spend uh, Thanksgiving and be on Hornblower. Check them out. Book your reservation today at hornblower.com. Mark and I have been on the uh, Hornblower. Uh, you with have our too. Wives. Sounds, it sounds great. romantic. <laughs> well, not no, with, together, our wives. with our wives. Thank right, you very much. Together. <laughs> Sorry. You're such, such a funny guy. <laughs> All right. So we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Here we go. Here's our first trivia question. What is the most visited tourist spot in France? Hmm. So think about everything you know about France and, and think about what is the most uh, visited tourist spot in France. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win a free uh, certificate to Tan ben- Bella. And that certificate is actually good for three tanning services. Check them out. 
um, at tanbella.com, and you can call 888-912-1190 to see if you're a winner. you got to give us the correct answer first. All right? Stay with us because you're listening to The Best of Investing, and we're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Lou Botmall. First trivia question was, what is the most visited tourist spot in France? Eiffel Tower? That's what I would have thought. What it's, is it? It's, well, the Louvre's not in France. So no. What, uh, well, the Louvre's in France. No, it is? Yeah. Is it the Louvre then? It's Euro Disney. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> just that's can't cheating. Get, they just, that's hey, cheating. I'm just saying, that's that's, cheating. It's, um, they just can't get enough of uh, Mickey. Yeah, well, All right. Well. So, uh, Mark, we, before we get into you, I just want to make a quick mention here, too. Uh, the Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton in San Francisco Union Square is awesome. First of all, the food is very good. They also have 360-degree views that are out of this world. You go to the very top, look around. You can see Golden Gate Bridge, see AT&T Park. You can see everything. So check them out, the Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. All right, Mark, continue. So, well, you know, we're talking about the election and the effects on the investments, uh, investment markets. And many of the markets were roiling this week as a result of the surprise election of, of Trump for president. And, of course, you know, most of us are aware that the stock market indexes are really based on, you know, expectations of what's going to happen in the future. Uh, and uh, the markets don't like surprises. And that was probably the biggest surprise in, gosh, how many decades. So, um, you know, we talked about last segment about the, the futures being down as much as 800. But then when the markets finally opened, um, well, calmer minds prevailed and the stocks actually have been up this week. But other markets, uh, Lou, were were down considerably, uh, including you mentioned very quickly muni bonds. Let's talk about a little bit about why why that is that muni bonds would have dropped so sharply this week uh, on the election of Trump. Well, uh, since the advent of higher taxes, both in the California state level and the federal level, um, people part, parked money or placed you know cash like investments to a certain extent inside municipal bonds. Municipal bonds don't pay any state or federal income tax; they're owned in the state of California. So you can buy a University of California uh, bond that supports our uh, university system. It might pay, you know, it has a face value of about 5% interest. Um, when you bought it last week, you're probably pay- getting a yield once you paid for the premium of about 2%, maybe 1.75. And right now that's jumped about two and a quarter to 2.3 in just a week because people think the taxes are going to go down. Now, Jerry Brown's already said he's not going to drop taxes. But uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise, yeah, no, that's no just surprise California, there. though. That's California, yeah, but yeah. The, the, they think the federal. So the federal system. Remember, if, if Obamacare is repealed, you know, a lot of high income earners pay an Obamacare tax between about twelve hundred and you know upwards of three thousand dollars in their tax return each year. The, really, the, yeah, I mean, those they, people are not. It's a pickup paying? tax over two hundred fifty thousand dollars pays for Obamacare. Um, so if that goes away, your taxes go down, and plus the so even if they have insurance, right? Uh, no, even if you have insurance, you got to pay the Obamacare. Oh, okay. That was implemented when Obamacare came in. Is that that Medicare investment tax thing, the three percent? Yeah, 
Right. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. that could go away th- effectively. Thanks. Also, we can go Hopefully. from yeah, thirty nine percent down to thirty five percent in federal taxes. So big the, deal. Yeah, from thirty nine to thirty five. Well, so, and some people yeah, think every that little bit helps. Every little bit helps. <laughs> but it's enough. It's enough to sway the idea on municipal bonds. Also, if yeah. interest rates go up at banks, people will be. I'll, I'll, I'm rather put my money in a bank anyway. So yeah. you know it, that that'll level its way out. But you know, when you talk about you know markets around the world, I mean the emerging markets are really succumbed to the dollar lately. You know, so the euro this week is down to a buck oh eight again. You know, the dollar's really wow. rallied from a strong position. I mean, just two years ago it was a buck thirty three. So what's that mean? I mean, and the Federal Reserve might raise rates again, guys, on the short side. Remember, they don't control the ten year, they don't control mortgage rates, mm-hmm. they don't control the thirty year bond. All they control is overnight lending between banks. But if they raise it twenty five basis points, you know, when you have Germany paying twenty five basis points and Japan paying under five basis points, and it's been a net negative yield over the last about ninety days over the summer, what happens? You know, everyone wants to put their money in the United States, and yeah. our dollar just gets stronger. And we're talking about somebody who's protested the trade agreements that have been in place over the last couple yeah. of years. And everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen now? We have a strong dollar. No one wants to buy our goods, and we're not going to trade. So initially, yeah. Lou, I heard mm-hmm. that there was a, a mad rush to buy T-bills, but you said now that the stock market is has, uh, going up and not down, that that trend reversed like almost Correct. immediately. Absolutely. In the middle of the night. Yeah, that happens. So it, yeah, does a lot of it have to do with the fact that just people think, uh, gee, you know, he's so pro business that that'll help corporations uh, earnings and all that. Well, you, you, that? you jump through a few things. So uh, locally here, you know, the Nasdaq didn't do well. You know, which is a, a San Jose based uh, index. You yeah, know, well, that's like, because uh, Silicon yeah. Valley wants to secede from the union. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's part of it. And and you know, he's not a Tesla fan. No, you know, he's more a coal fan. He's more of a an oil and gas type of guy. You know, burning cars. Yeah, exactly. So, I say bring coal to California. <laughs> right. So these these are, I mean, also the other thing too, people forget, uh, it's a pretty simple representation, but under the uh, Barack Obama regime, uh, guns weren't that popular, right? Yeah. Uh, because everyone, or guns were, were popular to buy because people were like, oh, geez, our gun rights are going to be taken away, oh, which yeah, never really happened. Right. But now we're seeing the gun, gun stocks tank because Barack Obama is gone and Donald Trump's in charge. And he's a pro-gun guy. So people are like, I'm going to go buy a gun now because I can probably keep my gun. So the, these things oh, are, you know, these, these, are all huh. tra- these are all changing so rapidly. Huh. You know, uh, some you know, U.S. Steel and con- I mean, the, the biggest thing he's doing, I mean, U.S. Steel is rallying because he says, hey, I'm going to rebuild all the bridges and roads and put everybody back to work. So this infrastructure spending is back in focus. They talked about it in 2008, but nothing really happened. But now they're sitting there going, Barack, o- or Barack Obama Talked about doing it, but never really got it implemented to the extent that they think Trump will. What about what about two paymakers? Since you know, everyone wants to look like Trump now. <laughs> well, I the, can't testify to his okay. hair. The biggest challenge for the markets right now, as I see it, is just we just don't know what his platform truly is. I mean, we've got we've got build a wall, um, yeah. get rid of uh, uh, illegal NAFTA. Uh, immigrants, get rid of NAFTA, but uh, and and the rebuilding of the infrastructure, which again, you know, is something that he can't necessarily do on his own. He's got to get Congress behind him on on much of this. And, but, and, and here's the interesting thing. Excuse me for interrupting. Is that you know they go well, yeah, but you got a Republican Congress, but he's not really Republican. <laughs> they don't, they don't like him. I mean, he was kind of no, independent. no one supported him. I mean, Paul yeah. Ryan's not his best friend, and neither is Mitch McConnell. They met, they met this week. Who knows what they were said? But to your point, I mean, this is how. This is how specific it's getting right now in the investment markets. Right now, they're wondering who's going to build the wall because he said Mexico is going to build it, which means a company called CMEX, which is based in Mexico, has been rallying. 
Meanwhile, the peso's been tanking, so we should all go to Cabo this Christmas because things <laughs> okay. have gotten a lot better over there. Okay. Uh, but, but, um, but also, if there's a company called Floor. It's a big construction provider. It's been rallying a little bit as well. But you're right, Mark. Nobody knows really which direction we're going to go in. Yeah. Hopefully, we hear things over the next 70 days or 65 days that give us some clarity as to where we're headed. We think the cabinet might be doing that. That's but here's they're... one of the biggest things, um, and my wife actually pointed this out. She says, well, I think a lot of people are just going to go like, well, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. And that's not going to really help anything. Right. The sitting don't, on don't, the sidelines yeah, mentality is exactly what a lot of investors with their capital did in 2008 after the Lehman yeah. Brothers meltdown. I mean, I was I was busy trying to build my um, trusted I- investment business at the time. I, I started Pacific Private Money, in fact, in the summer of 2008, just, just months before the market <laughs> meltdown. And for the six months following uh, October, November of 2008 and, and all the financial uncertainty, I mean, I couldn't it's get tough. any of my investors to put money into anything. Yeah. You know, they're just, oh, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines for a while and see how this shakes out. All right, guys, we're going to cut to uh, another commercial break here. we got these hard breaks. The station kind of throws a brick at me and says, hey, go to a break. All right. All right. Uh, before we do, uh, sail the San Francisco Bay aboard a luxury tall ship with a professional captain and crew, the Schooner Frida B. Uh, it departs from lovely downtown Sausalito, and uh, you got to check them out at www.schoonerfridab. Dot com or call a little easier to just call them 415-331-0444 they have a moonlight sale thing too so uh very very cool company nice all right so here is our second trivia question again this is just miscellaneous trivia so you have to kind of get your, know a lot get your, get, get your brains going <laughs> here according to japanese legend a sick person will recover if they fold a thousand of what type of origami all right. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that certificate at Tan Bella for three tanning certificates uh, services. Which, by the way, they um, they have this booth that uh, takes away wrinkles, and that's pretty cool. I'm in. I'm going to try that. Okay. Call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety to answer that question. Don't touch that dial. The best to invest. You'll be right back. For more information on this program, call eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. That's eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety, or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Lou Botmall. Second trivia question. According to Japanese legend, a sick person will recover if they fold a thousand of what type of origami? Is it a bird? That's what I was going to say. Yes. A swan. A swan? No, a crane. A crane. Yeah, we're looking for crane. All right. Um, Mark, we actually got an email for you. We're going to shift gears for just a minute here. It says, if I want to buy a house, but I haven't sold my current house yet, and I don't think I can qualify for a loan on the new house until the old one is sold, can you help me with a loan? Does that make sense? It does make sense. And what that client is looking for is what's called in the marketplace today a bridge loan. And that's not something that was really needed uh, 10, 15 years ago, because in the real estate heyday, uh, uh, where you know you could borrow money on a credit score, you know you could continue to buy houses as long as you had good credit, and if you had you know capital, even even better. Nowadays, though, um, because of Dodd Frank and the new uh, uh, harsher lending restrictions that uh, banks and conventional lenders have to adhere to, uh, many people find themselves, even if they have good credit and cash in the bank, 
they don't make quite enough money to qualify under the new stricter uh, ability to repay and debt-to-income ratios and all the stuff that banks uh, now and, and loan underwriters have to follow. They find that the, a, a borrower, a prospective borrower, finds that they're told, I'm sorry, but you don't qualify for two simultaneous mortgages, mm. at least based on the property they currently own and the property they wish to purchase. So, um, so that's a, that's a situation. Even if they have the down payment, oftentimes they can't get that loan to buy the house. And well, why would you want to buy two houses? Well, it's not that you want to buy two houses. It's that you don't, you don't want to move twice. So yeah. you know, maybe you want to buy the home you want to move into first, move into it, then clean up, maybe even remodel, and then sell your prior home. That's something that a lot of people want to do. Yeah, because you don't want to sell a house and then go, okay, now let's go rush and find another house. Or or all your equity, you don't have a down payment or you don't have a lot of cash and you've got a tremendous amount of equity, hundreds of thousands of dollars maybe, tied up in your existing home and you kind of need that equity for the down payment on your target home. Then what do you do? That's a similar situation. And so again, in that case, you can also use what's called a bridge loan. And, and, and that's one of our most popular loan products at Pacific Private Money. Um, we are available to do bridge loans for people because we can lend <clears throat> based on um, fewer lending restrictions than the banks have to adhere to. We we do not we we do have to abide with many of the Dodd Frank lending restrictions uh, that are predatory in nature, um, but we are able to do a very fast uh, um, and quick closing loan on your target property and um, if we need to if you need uh, up to 100% financing uh, to acquire that target property we can use your existing property's equity and do what we call cross collateralize so in either case even if you had the down payment and we're told by your bank no you don't qualify to have two simultaneous mortgages or if you don't have the down payment and want to buy your target property without selling your existing home first in either of those situations we can provide a, a bridge loan under an exemption from um, certain Dodd-Frank guidelines that allow us to make a, what's called a temporary loan. Temporary is defined as less than 12 months. So we make it 11, we call it our 11-month bridge. We call it our fast and easy bridge loan. So for more information about that, give us a call at Pacific Private Money, 415-883-2150, or go to our website, Pacific privatemoney.com for more information. Very good. Lou, uh, email comes in, probably right around your uh, expertise here. Uh, it says, what about taxes now after the election? Well, I'm, uh, taxes after the election are going to be in play because people figure with a Republican, you know, Congress, Senate, and uh, presidency, as we mentioned, uh, it's not going to take much for these people who don't like taxes to get rid of them. So, <laughs> or at uh, least lower them. And lower them. It would be, be great if they got it's rid of them, but that's not likely yeah, to happen. Exactly. Well, it's, someone's got to pay a bill every once in a while. You know, yeah. bullet, Bullets aren't free, as they say, by the military. Well, plus they have to pay. You know, If they do those infrastructure, that's got to be paid for. So yeah, are we just gonna go, I mean, And are we going to go increase and ratchet up our deficit spending? Yeah, or? I was going to say, are we going to spend our way out of this? No. That, let me scare you with one stat real quick. Okay. The United States <laughs> government is a double-A-rated institution right now. Right now, correct? Yeah. On its currency. Not triple A. Not triple A, double A. There's what? actually, I think, okay. three companies left that are still triple A. Really? That's General it, yeah. Electric, probably. General Electric. I, I think, the one, I've heard the other ones. I think one was General Mills. I, anyway, but mm-hmm. 
So how much how much debt do we have out there right now? In the Nineteen government? trillion dollars. Twenty almost twenty trillion now. They're trying to raise. They're trying to raise. They're trying to raise this, the missed it by the ceiling. Much. They're trying to raise the ceiling by. Uh, they think you know a couple more billions or trillions. Of you know dollars. what? Just make it a quadrillion, mm-hmm. and then you don't okay. have to worry about it for about fifty years. Go now, ahead. If you had to sell every stock at its current price in the stock market, and you liquidated everything, how much money would you come up with? Fifteen trillion. About twenty three trillion. Oh, really? About twenty three. Well, that's trillion. good. That's well. I mean, that's in the positive, then, right? You can pay off all the If debt. you open a margin account with an investment company, you have to have what type of 50%, debt? Fifty percent. Yeah. We don't even have that. Ouch. So, as we scary. talk about, I mean, and under the last several Republican administrations, the only thing that's gone up is the debt. So, and at some point, mm-hmm. if the debt gets up high enough, like around twenty five trillion dollars, which is projected under the current Trump plan that was proposed during the election cycle. Which I'm, you know, who knows what who it's going to be, yeah. but you know, we'd be down to a single A rating pretty quick in our currency and our and our, uh, our which theoretically would mean interest rates would go up. Correct. In theory. Okay. Yeah. So now it's time to stress a little bit, and we talk about tax policy. It's not going to go to zero. It's probably going to moderate a little bit. And the the bigger question when you get into tax policy is every dollar it's tax goes fifty seven cents to Medicare, about thirty wow. cents to Social Security. And then about twenty cents to military spending. What was that? What was that movie? Blade Runner was that the one where they kill everybody when they hit thirty five? Or was that different? Movie? Soil and Green. <laughs> no, there's some movie. There's some movie with. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no. Or, well, how much goes to the remember. debt though? What debt service though? It doesn't. The debt just keeps accumulating. They've never paid down the debt. They balanced ah. the budget under Clinton, but they didn't pay off the debt. The it's debt like was still there. Negative. Now, now in, in trying to get out of two thousand eight, I mean, they had to borrow more money. You know, Barack Obama under his administration has developed more debt, and most of that occurred between two thousand eight, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that wasn't his fault because no, he kind it's of not. It wasn't and, 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 the Fed, it was. and the Fed had to had to do the the buyback the bond buyback program that increased the debt. So just print more money well, then, and pay it off. <laughs> no, but you're, Edward, to your point, you know, if something you know to leverage something to Mark's point earlier about bridging a loan, when something gets if something grows from five hundred thousand dollars of value to a million dollars of value you can apply more leverage to that item. And there is this theory that if we grow our way out of this, more wealth will be distributed and, and we could sell off more assets or refinance them and, and get better off. But eventually someone's got to pay the piper. We don't know when it's going to be, but tax policy is what drives it. We, we collect about 4.3 to $4.7 trillion in taxes a year. So we, you know, it would take us a long time to pay off the debt as, and pay our bills. As Spicoli would say in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, righteous bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to cut to uh, our last trivia question. We'll have one more commercial break after this. Um, before we do, I want to make a quick mention also, paintball. If you go to our website, you can click on the paintball uh, icon and get something like 80% off, and it makes it great. The uh, gifts for Christmas. Absolutely. Christmas come around and around around the corner. All right, so this this one, uh, a lot of women are going to cringe with this one. The gestation period for which large animal is eight months. Okay, okay, that's that's our question. Uh, call eight eight eight. We're guys. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what my gestation period is. <laughs> They're I still some, working on it. Yeah, I had some steak <laughs> last night. It's probably just about like. 10 hours worth. Okay. So the gestation period for which large animal is eight months, all right? The first caller with the correct answer wins a free certificate at Tan Bella for three tanning services, 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. 
For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Conf and Lou Baumol. So uh, here is our last trivia question. The gestation period for which large animal is eight months? Walrus. Whale. Hippopotamus. Oh, Can you man, imagine being the mother hippopotamus for eight months? I, I think I'd rather be a gerbil and just do it in <laughs> three weeks. Uh, Lou, you have a couple more things well, you want to I cover. Just, I, I want to get, get away from the gloom and doom of this election cycle and, and talk about <laughs> a few things here. And, and you know, you got to ask yourself, last week uh, you probably went out – uh, you went probably went to the market. You probably did a little bit of shopping. Uh, some people this time of year are planning their travel uh, and anticipate the uh, weight gain that occurs during this period <laughs> of the year. So, you know, we're preparing for those things. Uh, and we all know the election stops. So what will fill the void that the election cycle commercials have left in our brains? You know, I, I bet Christmas it's going right, to be things regarding food, <laughs> shopping, for gifts, and fulfilling that special desire to visit Disneyland at Christmas. Oh, God. Uh, spending doesn't take a backseat to anything uh, that we're concerned about right now, or we've been talking about. So the economy is not going to cease or shut down. You know, if you want to talk about something real quick, I mean, close your eyes real fast. Well, you might be driving. Don't do that. But um, close your eyes real quick. And the headline in the Wall Street Journal on the 1st of November read, Dow falls third month in a row. And the discussion of the S&P falling 1.9% in October. And the NASDAQ showing a monthly decline of 2.3%. That was just a week ago, well, people. Or a little more than a week ago. Yeah, yeah. And here I'm on an investment show talking about a bad month of October. And we've had a rally since. Yeah. So that just goes to show that don't be concerned about the noise you hear. You know, Watching people play with election maps all day long or people talking about what their opinions are, or what pollsters say, because no one really knows anything. Uh, we do know that over a 10-year time frame, by and large, the markets go up. Uh, real estate goes up over that. I mean, a real estate agent told me a long time ago that you know real estate goes up for six years and goes down or stays steady for four, and then comes back. And I think everyone's probably preempting themselves. I think the market's a little dislocated right now, because we bought into a market, and we're not buying on the fundamentals of stocks going up because they're doing better. They're doing it in anticipation of that happening because taxes are going to go away. We're going to repatriate all these assets. These are all ideas, much like the exact uh, election results were ideas in people's heads just two weeks ago. And let me tell you, someone else was supposed to win, so no one really knows anything. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and so Lou, you're you know you're a financial advisor, and you know your practice was probably turned on its head uh, this past week. Um, even my business, and and I'm in the lending business and the investing business. And in many ways, I'm nervous about the future, even though I've historically voted Republican and I'm generally conservative on certainly economic matters. But uh, I, you know, I expected Hillary to win. And what I was afraid of with Hillary winning, well, first of all, what I was assured with her winning was Dodd-Frank was not going to be repealed, which right. and Dodd-Frank's actually been good for our business model because those the, the regulators over-tightened uh, access to credit, which allowed companies, you know, privately funded companies like Pacific Private Money to thrive. What I was nervous about was what I kept reading that, oh, well, the Dodd-Frank regulations are only about one-third implemented. There's still a lot of law that hasn't 
you know, been, right. been implemented so, yeah. yet. And the, the thought of that's actually scary because, you know, are they going to would they further tighten credit? OK, well, you know, a week later now Donald Trump's been elected. Well, what do I have to fear being in in my particular line of business of investments and lending? Well, you know, what if they repeal uh, the majority of Dodd-Frank and what if banks go back to imprudent lending practices and now all of a sudden demand for uh, money from companies like mine um, goes down? And, you know, is that a bad thing? Well, you know, someone listening might say, well, not for the consumer, you know, because you guys charge high rates and fees. And isn't that a good thing? Well, but look at the flip side as an investment company. We've been providing um, opportunities for people to earn high yields on their savings. I mean, we've, we've been paying out 8% and higher for the last three and a half years in our fund and for years before that on individual notes, 9 and even 10%. So we've been providing a really important investment option and, and a diversification alternative investment option for hundreds of people. And you multiply that by the hundreds of companies like ours. And, you know, that's, so that, that goes away. So, so I'm really nervous for, you know, for my, um, you know, for my various investors X- that... Except, except for one thing though, is uh, even if Dodd Frank, let's say, goes away, banks can't compete with you for speed, no matter how. No, it doesn't much. kill the business model. No, it, it doesn't. But it just again, it's you know, I'm I'm talking about anxiety, not necessarily you know, practical, real world. Okay, let's you know, let's calm down. Let's all take a breath here. But it's just, I mean, really, almost no one. The point being is, really, almost no one in. The, in investing has been spared from the anxieties because there's just so much we don't we don't yeah. know right now and and uh, and for my real belief is that there's really no way they're going to repeal the bulk of Dodd Frank. I mean, too much of it. Has, I mean, it's been many many years of it ingrained into the regulations. I, I was it's very say, hard it's, it's to undo that. It's still fresh in people's mind that the the stupidity that went on in the lending right, practices no, and, for 2008. Yeah, and the journal quoted today, they said that what they might do is is lift Dodd Frank from small banks, and you know they have the stress test. So they might have this litmus test, like if you have so many in assets. You're part of the stress test regime. If you don't have that many assets, like regional banks, you're not part of the stress test regime. So the handcuffs might come off the smaller banks and stay with the larger banks because those are the ones who really abuse all the issues. Right. And and when we say Dodd-Frank, we don't really, you know, there is no Dodd-Frank law. There are thousands of new regulations that were imposed under the Dodd-Frank bill, which was a huge bill. So really what we're, what we're more specifically and more accurately talking about is there are there are many 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 new regulations that have been put into place uh, thanks to Dodd Frank and a lot of them were many of them were overreaching and so we're talking about some of those overreaching laws and regulations um, uh, hopefully will be pulled back I mean there's there's one in particular that I know about they they've essentially the 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 new regulations have made it illegal to make an equity only loan to somebody who wants to borrow against the equity in their home if they're on a fixed income and can't show the ability to afford the monthly payments. And so that might sound like a prudent regulation to protect consumers from predatory lenders. But, you know, let's just say you're not stupid and you own a home worth a million dollars and you have a $200,000 loan. You've been paying it down for years at some low interest rate. You want to, you know, but maybe you want to downsize. You want to move. And your home hasn't been remodeled in a while and you have an opportunity to make a profit by remodeling your home. You'll be able to sell it for much more. You could put $200,000 into it and maybe maybe make an additional $200,000 to $400,000 in profits. 
So you call even someone like Pacific Private Money and say, well, I want to borrow against the equity in my home. Um, and we discover, well, you don't actually have the right ratios to be able to afford to make the monthly payments. Well, I'm not going to pay you. I'm going to sell my home. Well, I can't make that Well, let, let's make it even more crazy. What hap- Forget the fact about making a profit. What happens if you, you have to go to the hospital and you need an operation and you don't have enough insurance or whatever and you need cash, to, or otherwise you're going to die from an op- not getting the operation and, oh, I'm sorry, we can't make you the loan. Right. There's been a number of unintended consequences of the Dodd-Frank regulations that have been overreaching and those are the ones that I hope that um, a new administration will take a look at. Now, will they? I, I don't know. They're going to have a lot on their plate, so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that they need to, to look at also. Like the DOL. And, 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 as, we, <laughs> yeah, and as we said uh, before the show is, you know, Trump's got enough money. He's got enough fame. Everybody knows who he is. Uh, it, it seems like what's going to be important to him for, you know, let's call it for narcissistic reasons. He wants to do, I think he wants to do a good job just so that his legacy doesn't get messed up. You know, he wants he wants to be known as man. I was the man. I'm the another George Washington incarnate. You know, yeah, or he wants like he that. wants to be the next Ronald Reagan. Yeah, so Ronald Reagan. Yeah, everyone goes to go back and goes, oh gosh, everything was so good back then. But the thing about Ronald Reagan is, oh. we came out of a real bad economy exactly. into a good one, and right now things have been stable and okay. But they also messed up with uh, the. Tax Reform Act of 86, where they got rid of a lot of the tax shelter type things, which really destroyed a lot of real estate. Okay. Stay with us. The Best of Investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt and Lou Botmall. Uh, Mark, you got a deal of the week? Well, I do, and it's another example of a bridge loan. Uh, we've been doing a lot of them lately, and so this one was a $2.4 million home purchase. The loan that they needed was a million eight, and this family had very high credit scores, and uh, Even cash a bank approval, too. right? And yes. and cash for the down payment on this two point four million dollar home. So why did their bank financing get tied up? Well, as it turns out, remember we talked about you know earlier in the show that um, banks need to really look at your income and impute debt ratios, debt to income ratios. They have to take all these calculations into consideration because they're not allowed to make you a loan that you can't demonstrate the ability to afford the monthly. Uh, payments on that loan. And so this family um, was making enough, just barely enough money to um, afford to go out and buy a new home before they sold their existing home. And one of the ways that this particular mortgage broker was able to get their ratios in line and get the approval was by uh, imputing a rental value of their existing home. In other words, they assumed that the um, borrower was going to buy the new home, move into it, but not sell the existing home. So they got the, they got the debt ratios to where they needed to be by imputing a rental value. Well, what happened was they put that home on the market, and the bank found out, and they could no longer use that value. So they came to us, and we were able to make them a loan for um, one point eight million, and close the deal, and. It's uh, they can pay us back as soon as they're able to fix that problem, and the reason is we don't you know our loans have no prepayment penalty. So so what do they assume that the uh, the guy was going to sell the house and buy a boat with it and <laughs> something you know I mean 
That's a lot of money that he was he had because he had a lot of equity in that property. Well, it was, and again, he wasn't happy to have to come to us. It would have been you know obviously better for him. But this is an example of you know there are hundreds of transactions that you know uh, that run into trouble um, every week, every month uh, in the Bay Area, actually throughout all of California. And so we ex- we exist to you know save a deal when uh, when it looks like something's uh, gone amiss. All right. Uh, again, how do people get a hold of you? So the easiest way, of course, is our website, PacificPrivateMoney.com, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Go there if you want information about um, how you can get uh, fast, friendly, reliable financing, but also go there if you're interested in uh, mortgage investing, which is a way for you to earn 8% or more on your savings or IRA accounts, because all of the loans we make at Pacific Private Money are funded with private capital. We are a non-bank alternative for real estate financing in Northern California. And by the way, I did pull some property profiles on a handful of the loans that are in the portfolio. And sure enough, Pacific Private Money is the first mortgage lender. On, so they, these are recorded deeds of trust. Wow, so that's it's awesome. Not, not just a, a trust us. Don't worry. Your money's going to be invested. No, it really is, uh, you know. It's the real deal. The Lou, real deal. Lou, did you uh, give your contact information? So my, my contact information, again, I have a website, uh, Lewis Botmall, or L-O-U-I-S, and the last name is B-A-T-M-A-L-E. Uh, you can type that in, and that's going to come up under Google. And you can type in there. It has my email address and my phone number. If you want to review your asset allocation this time, we are doing free reviews this week for people. Um, we've gotten a couple of requests about, well, how much bond should I own versus stocks? Uh, how conservative should I be? You know. In the end, I tell everybody over and over again, Social Security is not going to cover you in retirement. Uh, the cost of Medicare supplements might go up under this regime. Uh, it's something we're very concerned about right now. So you got to control your own retirement. Also, they're going to probably change the retirement age at some point around here, yeah. uh, from 65 to 70 at some point for a lot of different And, and uh, you'll programs. probably have to qualify for it is my uh, prediction. Yeah. So so um, my, our phone number is 415-256-8970. All right, guys, we're going to cut out for today. Here's our thoughts for the day. Being honest may not get you a lot of friends, but it will always get you the right ones. Mm. Uh And don't let people's compliments get to your head and don't let their criticism get to your heart. I sound like the Wizard of Oz for some reason on that one. (laughs) And with those words of wisdom, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.